Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world, you're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. Last week, I asked you about home-based learning and your strategies for success. Check out the social streams for more. This week, I wanted to ask you about the culture of making in your school ahead of Global Maker Day next week. Do you encourage students and educators to make, create, develop, and push boundaries in their learning? If so, how? Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Maker's Empire. Sticking with the Maker's theme this week, Maker's Empire is a fun and easy-to-use 3D design and technology program to support primary, elementary, and middle school teachers in effectively implementing design and technology curriculum and help develop children's creative confidence, design thinking skills, and their interest in STEM. Founded in 2013 in Adelaide, Australia, Maker's Empire creates market-leading solutions for schools, teachers, students, and families. Maker's Empire's products are backed by the Macquarie University Research, certified by the Education Alliance of Finland for pedagogical quality, and recommended by Common Sense Education in the US. In Maker's Empire, teachers can confidently teach design thinking, integrate contemporary technology, and address curriculum demands, as well as easily learn, plan, teach and assess against design and technology curriculum. Their 3D design software has always been a tool successfully used in schools that I have worked in to support students in their learning in STEM and design, as well as teachers in their growth and development with making, creating and integrating STEM into their classrooms. I highly recommend that you take a look at makersempire.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about home-based learning and we looked at tips and strategies. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about the culture of making, and in particular, look ahead to Tuesday for Global Maker Day on October 12th. Using the hashtag Global Maker Day on social media will help you get a quick sense of what teachers and schools have done before to lead learning with a culture of making in so many countries all over the world. Global Maker Day is a movement to encourage people to make and create with or without digital technology. The whole concept is to learn, share, and play. The Global Maker Day conference on October 12th is going to be incredible, and I can't recommend this free learning event enough. It only happens thanks to a team of incredible volunteers behind the scenes who are passionate about students having the opportunity to create and collaborate with a global audience. Their hope is to start a global flame to build innovative students who solve problems, push boundaries, and make. Explore the maker in you and share your inner genius with the world. Learn by connecting virtually and watching makers all over the world share different projects, learning spaces, creations, coding, 
3D designs, art lessons, and so much more. During Global Maker Day, which you can see at globalmakerday.com, there will be a session every half hour. They each have a connected challenge. When you arrive on the website, you can view the schedule, challenges, and watch the live presentations. You can share everything via spotlight sessions during the conference. Don't forget to post your pictures and videos of student creations using Global Maker Day as a hashtag on Twitter or in the Padlet on their website during the event. The part that I love the most is play. One part of the event is participating in challenges with opportunities for your class or your teachers to solve problems, be creative, and play. Challenges are already posted on their website, and they'll be given in the sessions during Global Maker Day. Make sure you jump on the website at globalmakerday.com. The link is in the description below. And make sure you stay tuned now for an interview with one of the volunteers, Michael Dresick, to learn more about this exciting event. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Michael Dresick. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Michael Dresick. You might know him from Twitter as at M underscore Dres with over 15,000 followers. Michael is the K-12 District Tech Integrator for the Lakeshore Central School District in Angola, New York. He's been named the New York State Association for Computers and Technologies Teacher of the Year in the past and is an advocate for the Teach Sustainable Development Goals Initiative with the United Nations, aiming to transform our world and meet the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? I am, Craig. Thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome, eh? Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure thing. Yeah, my current role is I'm a district technology integrator at Lakeshore CSD, our central school district in Angola, New York. I'm serving as a teacher on special assignments. So uh, this is my 18th year at this district. Uh, I spent 10 years as a middle school mathematics teacher. I had my master's degree in educational technology, and the district opened up this role because they saw value in tech integration and wanted to do it right. Interviewed, and and here I am, eight years later, doing this. So it's a it's been an, uh, an interesting journey, I guess, uh, and to see the the role evolve over the years and and what good tech integration looks like. I mean, I've learned a lot, and you know, and so it says, what does it look like uh, in five years from now? I guess that's kind of what excites me and inspires me to see, you know, like what how can we as tech integrators shape what quality tech integration looks like in the classroom. So uh, and I, when it comes to really what inspires me, I would have to say it's our students. I mean, I'm in classrooms pretty regularly, and I could be working with kindergartners and seniors in the same day and to be able to, to see uh, at, at, at both sides of the grade level spectrum there, uh, kids, you know, having a, a chance to learn and, and do well and enjoy school. Um, that's, I love it. And just, and also like having the ability to help a teacher get a spark. Uh, we're, we're right now we're dealing at a time where teachers are tremendously exhausted. Uh, you know, we, we hear the word burnout being tossed around and being someone that can um, support them uh, is definitely an inspiration to me. And in your role, you work with a huge variety of people. What are the elements of a coach and mentor that you love? And what's your best advice for others in this tech coach type role? I mean, I have the advantage, I guess, of being a, a tech coach. 
but I'm also serving uh, on the district mentoring committee. Um, so that's been nice to be able to help the the new teachers in our district specifically. Um, you know, I, I think being able to be at both sides of it as a working one-on-one with teachers in the classroom and also being a mentor, I, I, I look at it as being a thought partner. Um, I love that phrase. Um, I, I heard it from Brian Seppi, another uh, co- literacy coach out here in Western New York, and it really, really resonated with me. And I think, you know, it can't be just one-sided, uh, me just distributing information and imparting what I think is the right way to do things. I think for me, and I've had to work on this myself over time, but just listening to understand and not necessarily to respond. You know, my mind's always going in a million different directions when I'm having a conversation with an educator because, you know, I might get excited, uh, you know, or I might think I have a solution. But I think sometimes just taking a step back and listening to them and listening to understand has helped me be a better colleague and maybe earn some more respect uh, with them and that they may be more willing to reach out and welcome me into their space uh, because there's that mutual uh, relationship there. And I think at the end of the day, too, you have to deliver. Um, you know, I'm not, I, my district doesn't have this coaching role where I'm required to work with every single teacher. Um, it's strictly on demand, which I appreciate, uh, but they have to choose to work with me and choose to welcome me into their space. And uh, I guess if my email and phone go quiet and people aren't stopping me in the hallways, it's, it's usually not a good thing. So, um, you know, that's what drives me to always do better and be better. And I think being connected with a PLN and learning about all of the tools out there and resources and strategies and being able to, to serve teachers when there's a need is huge. So um, that's definitely, I guess, I don't know, my advice is really to focus on the listening to understand. I guess I know that that really helped for me. Um, and, and I don't need to be, I, I may be an expert in many things at tech, uh, but I'm, I might not be an expert in some things that that teacher is an expert in. So how can you compliment that person and, and really uh, tap into their skill set? Awesome. And on October 12th, it's Global Maker Day, and you're a huge advocate in this space. Tell us a little bit about this initiative and how people listening can get involved. Yeah, this is something that's a huge passion of mine. Um, I got involved as a participant uh, maybe four or five years ago, and uh, so much loved it so that they actually welcomed me and said, hey, would you like to help us organize this day? Um, and, and make this day bigger and better. Um, so basically, it, it happens every October, and it's it's a full day of creating locally and sharing globally. And what we mean by that is you're it's fully virtual. Uh, you know, they they like to be on site at the school, but COVID the past couple of years has made that more difficult. Uh, we hope to get Global Maker Day live, being hosted at a school district somewhere in the world um, in the future. But for right now, it's it's virtual. Uh, you can tune in uh, right on the globalmakerday.com website. You can register there to stay up to date with all of the information. Basically, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time, there will be uh, maker sessions from either individuals, from classrooms, anyone that has something to share. There's been a call for presenters out. And um, basically, every half hour, there's a new maker session that classrooms can tune into. And if you can't make it live on that day, that's okay. Everything is recorded and available on demand. I know we have classrooms that want to just tune into a 30-minute session once a day, um, even after Global Maker Day ends. But Global Maker Day itself on October 12th is uh, our big celebration, I guess, of making. And it's perfect for all ages. I mean, there's no, what's your definition of a maker? Uh, it sounds different for everybody. It's just bringing that creativity, having some fun, using your imagination. And then at the end of every one of those 30-minute sessions, there's always a maker challenge. And we encourage people to use the Global Maker Day hashtag and share out um, how they're participating, whether you're just tuning in to watch, whether you're actually participating in a challenge. Uh, it's a lot of fun. 
the, the past years are, are archived on the website if you're curious to learn more about what that could look like. This year we've already got, or sorry, last year we have 48 countries uh, across the globe participate. And in the midst of a global pandemic, that was pretty neat to see Global Maker Day spread across the world. So I uh, really, really hope that you'll give uh, Global Maker Day a look and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, an amazing opportunity for people to get involved. And I think like you've explained, Michael, it's for people who you know love the space and are interested in the space and doing amazing things in the space, but also for those that are new, that want to learn something new, that want to you know, whet their appetite with some new, exciting learning. So definitely jump in, get involved. The link is in the podcast notes below as well. What's your next big goal in your career, Michael? You've done so much, but what do you want to do or achieve that you haven't yet been able to do? Yeah, um, I I really find that being in a district where I am and being pulled in many different directions, I'm kind of living in the day-to-day and I don't want to say putting out fires, but just tackling that next project in front of me. So it's sometimes you you get away from envisioning um, down the road. But for me right now, like what I'm in the middle of is really trying to grow a successful esports program in our district. Uh, We started last year uh, through the North American Scholastic Esports Federation. It was a wonderful opportunity for some of our students that maybe weren't connected with an actual sports team, uh, you know, on the field or on the court or on the rink or, or you name it. But just to get some of these kids connected in a community through the esports has been wonderful. Um, I'm just hoping that that can grow. Uh, very, more various titles. We've had some colleges and universities reach out who have esports program, uh, kind of explaining some scholarships that are available to our students. So I guess if I'm focusing in the moment, and and you know my goal is to leave uh, you know behind a, a quality esports program for students that might be you know connected in this space. And uh, the interest seems to be growing from here. I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, you know, we've had scrimmages with schools from across the United States. I would imagine at some point we might even be able to take it global. I mean, I know time zones are always a challenge, but being able to be connected on a device, that's <laughs> pretty limitless, even in the, in, the, in the gaming world, I guess. That's very cool. Yeah, I look forward to watching that journey with you. That's really exciting. Let's jump into some quick fire questions now. The first thing that comes to your mind and a little bit of a why. What is your hashtag one word for 2021? Yeah, I, I love the one word challenge. Uh, th- this year, um, my one word was impact. Um, I knew, you know, it was kind of back and forth between gratitude and, and realizing in a struggling time of all the things to be grateful for. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I hold on to that gratitude, but I really, I went with the word impact because I feel like uh, in my role as a tech integrator, um, at the end of the day, that's what matters is how am I making an impact? And, you know, I talked about the esports program. I mean, that can be something that makes an impact. We talk about Global Maker Day and my involvement with that. I feel like uh, that could be something that makes an impact for a kid who's uh, just having fun making on that day. Whatever it is, uh, impact is is a word that really resonates with me. And I like to kind of keep in the back of my mind, or I should say at the front of my mind, uh, to make sure that at the end of each day, I made some kind of impact on someone somewhere. It's a cool word. I, I like it. And I like your why behind that as well. What's your favorite EdTech book or resource? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's okay if I cheat a little bit on this one. I went with my favorite EdTech book and resource. So uh, my, my favorite book that I'm really into right now is uh, Raising Digital Leaders by Jennifer Cassatad. Um, I really appreciated her first book, Social Media. And this was kind of a follow-up book to that. And I do some work with the Global Ed Student Chat, 
team of student leaders. Um, and I think it's just, I'm fascinated by ways that we can get students to use technology for good to make the world a better place. And from their own classroom, uh, whether it's using social media for good, or whether it's a bigger thing, you had mentioned the sustainable development goals, trying to make a, a bigger impact in the world on a wider scale with technology. So in that book really shares a lot of stories of students doing the work and highlighting some of the things that we can do as educators to support that. So as far as the resource go, I keep falling back on the uh, Microsoft Educator Center. Uh, I was an MIE trainer and expert, and I just love the courses and the content that they have there for teachers. Uh, it's just such a wide variety. And, and same thing with the Google Teacher Center. I'm a Google innovator and a Google trainer and uh, one of our local gag leaders. And I just think at the Google Teacher Center, there's there's just tons of great resources there for teachers looking to grow. And I think sometimes it gets overlooked. I mean, we tend to look for tools, but um, I like these more as uh, spaces or communities. Yeah, great, great call out. We'll make sure the links to all of these are in the podcast notes as well. What about your go-to edtech tool that the listeners need to try? Yeah, I'm, I'm big on elementary lately. And um, elementary, if you've never seen it, it's elementary with an I. And Basically, if you think of Google Slides or you think of a Buncee or you think of any type of book creator of like a presentation tool, imagine being able to build on that canvas, but then being able to click on a button and flip that canvas over to the backside and it gives you an event graph and you're able to use some node-based coding, which is the same coding used to build games like Fortnite and, and Unreal Engine, to be able to use some node-based coding to bring the elements on the front of your slide to life. Uh, we've used this successfully um, in our elementary schools. We've also had, you know, our upperclassmen make like digital escape rooms and more interactive stories through this tool. So um, it's also a really neat community for creators because really anyone can go on elementary and create uh, some type of story product and kind of share that with their wider community. And, um, you know, you get some feedback, you, you get some comments, you get some likes, people can remix it kind of like the scratch idea. Um, the founder went to MIT and worked in their games and simulations lab. And I think uh, she brought some of those ideas into the education space. So I think it's a really neat product that people should give a, give a look. And what's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress, and succeed in your career? Yeah, I mean, I, I have to joke here because I'm a big coffee guy. So is, is, is having a hot, fresh black coffee uh, my daily habit to uh, help me progress and succeed? I'm going <laughs> yes. to say yes. I have a Chemex and I put it to good use. But on a serious note, I think my, my biggest uh, habit, I guess, is really trying to hone in and have a really good self-awareness of maybe when I'm doing too much. Um, you know, in a role like where, I, where I'm getting out to the everybody in the district, you, you think sometimes you maybe need to try to be everything to everybody and that could get a little overwhelming. So it's really just trying to be proactive and recognize that and maybe take a step back if you need to and, and, and be okay with that. And if I had to say like a specific detail of something that really helps me as far as like organization and success, I think it's just really mastering my Google calendar and my Google tasks list uh, as I go through the day. Nice. And What's your favorite education-focused quote, Michael? Yeah, one of my favorite education quotes uh, is from a student who was given a student TED Talk. And it was, said, it was from Curran D. And he said, if you're going to learn about the world, learn with the world. And I, you know, I, I, I really uh, appreciate that because as a student myself, I learned about the world through textbooks, uh, maybe through TV. But I really like the spin of that of learning about the world with the world. And as an educator, like, how can we use these technologies to bring people together? You know, we've learned how to do a Google Meet or a Microsoft Teams or a Zoom. There's platforms and spaces out there that connect our students with the world. 
um, to tap into that. And I think that that's something super important. We can really learn the most that we're ever going to learn about the world if we learn with the world. You've shared so many amazing things today, Michael, that I know the listeners are going to want to follow and, and connect with you. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, uh, thanks. I'm, I'm most active on Twitter at M underscore Drez, D-R-E-Z. I have a website at michaeldrezik.com where I do some blogging occasionally and just kind of share what I'm up to. And then also, uh, like I mentioned, I'm a member of the Global Maker Day team, so you can follow them at Global Maker. I'm a member of the uh, Global Ed Student Chat uh, team of leads helping run that and also a member of our local Google Educator Group, Western New York. So uh, that's at GAG WNY. So any uh, of those spaces is where you'll find me. I'm always happy to connect with new people. Thank you so much for your time and your inspiration today, Michael. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Always a pleasure to connect with you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ray. It was great. Next week, join me for episode 68 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by the amazing Sammy White. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away a seat in the EduSpark professional learning portal for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world. To win, you need to complete the form at bit.ly slash edtechwin. The winner has already been contacted directly by me, and it is Ken Morrison. Congratulations, Ken. This week, I'm giving away another seat in the EduSpark professional learning portal for one year of unlimited learning at eduspark.world. To win this prize, go to bit.ly slash edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below. Competition closes on Wednesday the 13th of October and the winner will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends and families please remember to spend two minutes to rate this podcast too so we can reach even more people and edtech enthusiasts globally please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging us on twitter facebook instagram or linkedin and don't hesitate to ask me questions that i can answer in an upcoming episode remember you have the chance to win as well check out the links in the description for more and i'll see you again next week if you like today's episode please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.